You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome back. We are here on Misunderstood Podcast with a super special episode because what week is it, Austin? We're back. (laughs) When this episode airs, what week is it going to be? Wedding week. Wedding week. Wedding week. Wedding week. And right off the bat, this was not planned at all. I want to see what you say. If you could describe wedding day in a song, what would it be? I know what you're going to say. I literally bet $100 million. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what is the theme for a wedding day? Levels by... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Fire it up. We're ready. Wedding. 2022. Those are Brockies. <laughs> Fire it up, let's go. Okay, no, that maybe was like a little plan because that's our favorite song of all time. <laughs> I feel like the fact that we love the song Levels makes us, does that make us like a cool couple or like the most basic couple of all time? No, everybody loves Levels. I know, does that make us basic? No, because it's one of the best songs ever. Oh, I had someone from work. I was like, I mentioned the song Levels. Actually, two people from work. One said they never heard it before. And I was like, what a weirdo (laughs) wasn't her levels and the other guy was like oh you listen to levels while you run that song was good in like 2013 and i was like actually didn't have an expiration date it's still good right now it's like one of my favorite songs always Always gonna be good when is levels not good to use as a song as a banger never exactly i can't think of a time okay sorry we're keeping a real tribute to Avicii here but let's dive into wedding week Slash wedding day, wedding day. This is a little pre-wedding pod, Mm -hmm. PWP, if you will. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty on like what the engagement's been like, the highs, the lows, the peaks, the valleys. Going to get into wedding planning, what we've loved, what we've hated. Did we almost break up? I don't know. We're going to reveal it on the pod. I'm just kidding. We didn't always break up. Oh, we didn't? Oh, no. We actually broke up just like right now. Oh, yeah. Surprise. And then- really changing gears on the podcast. I know. It's because it's PWP, hashtag pre-wedding podcast. You got to really change gears here. And then we're also going to talk about the wedding, what we are most excited for without giving too much away. Because we're also going to do post-wedding podcast, PWP2. So- Post-wedding, get into the deets. But first, do you have a question for me or do I have a question for you? Do you want to do you want to kick it off, co-host? I don't know. I thought you had one. No? No, you go ahead. I already fired it up with the wedding song. Okay. I okay. definitely was the one who prepared these questions, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the truth. Okay. If you guys hear scratching in the background, I'm sorry. As per usual, Dale is being a little monster and I think he's digging his way to China right now. Um, what yeah. were... Okay, question one. What were the most memorable slash favorite parts of planning for you? Okay, so let me think. Um, 
memorable. The first thing that sticks out was like planning for just a venue. Like I remember doing virtual walkthroughs and setting them up in like the little Long Beach apartment. And my girlfriends were so helpful. They FaceTimed me during the tours. So that was kind of weird and unique because of COVID. But definitely we planned like a whole weekend in Columbus, probably about four or five months after we got engaged. We did like a whole wedding weekend. Day one was touring our venue that we chose. And then I did my first dress appointment. And then day two, I asked the rest of my bridesmaids to be my bridal party and they didn't know. And that was super fun. We did like a little themed brunch and then we did a tasting that day. And then we also did – oh, I went to two more dress appointments. And then I surprised you with what – what did I surprise you with when we planned our wedding weekend in March? Well, we did Top Golf. We did Top Golf with the crew. That you surprised me at the party bus. Of course, I surprised you at the party bus. Mm -hmm. There is no Zabraki event where we don't have a party bus. It was great. I know. It was wonderful. We had like a mini bus. Do you remember? It was like a tiny little tiny bus. It wasn't. It was, yeah, mid-sized. But yeah, those stick out to me as some of my favorite moments. I also loved engagement photos. I loved engagement photos. Those Those were magic. I cried during it. But you told me to keep it together, and so I did. It sucked the tears back into my head. (laughs) But yeah, that was was beautiful. What about you? What were your favorite parts of planning? Well, you just named everything. I didn't name everything. There is so much more. If that's everything, then that's really indicative of how little you planned. Well, yeah, but I did the DJ, the music levels. Um, so that's the only song at our wedding is going to be levels on repeat. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's kind of a great wedding. Like yeah. they'll just vibing the whole time. I think I loved seeing, like, re-seeing the venue and then seeing pictures of it and like how the wedding was going to look. I think that was a lot of fun. But then also planning like the welcome party and after party and all those other little things. But the Columbus weekend was obviously, I think, probably the most fun for both of us. Yeah, I think that was the first time. So for those of you who are planning a wedding, actually, I think no matter where you're planning it, like if you're planning it away from your current mm-hmm. home or if you're planning it back in like if it's a destination or whatever it is, I loved that we were living in Los Angeles at the time. We knew we were going to get married in Columbus. So we just planned four days of like nonstop wedding events. We kind of like had to get all the stuff taken care of. Dress, tasting, venue walkthroughs, asking her bridal party. We had dinner with our families, Mm -hmm. which was cool. And we squeezed it all into four days. And I, I like built an itinerary and sent it to our bridal party and our family. But that was really, really cool because it like wasn't my shower. It wasn't a batch party. It wasn't a you know bachelorette or anything like that. But it was just kind of like so fun to include all of our friends and family into like those beginning stages of the process. And we had our parents at the tasting, which was super fun. Yeah. Um, your loved dad it. loved the tasting. Yeah, he loved he was all pumped about the tasting. Do you remember what he what he called the apps? Yeah, he uh <laughs> they had the like little sliders that we did for the tasting, and he called them tasty little morsels. Yes, and tasty little morsels. The lady, uh, she made a note wedding, of it. Yeah, <laughs> wedding uh, plant coordinator, I guess. What? Yeah, coordinator yeah. made note of it so they could potentially put it on there. On and the she menu. did, like on the official tasting, it yeah. says, "quote tasty little morsels, star star." Next to the like, burgers. Yeah, exactly. Which we're obviously going to fire those bad boys up for the wedding. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, next question that I wrote. Being I, a podcast host is hard, isn't it? 
Yep. Definitely uh-huh. plan this. Uh-huh. How did being engaged feel different than dating? You want me to answer first or you can answer first? <laughs> well, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of difference, but obviously like when you go to work, people then know you're engaged and they always ask about your planning and they get excited for you. I feel like even people at work like look at you a little different. They think you're like more mature when you're engaged potentially. I mean, we are more mature. Because I also look young, so that helps. But then it's true. for us, I think, Obviously, a lot more goes into plan just about the future of and everything we do. You want to uh, know what was weird? So when we got engaged, it was like peak COVID. So we were like living in Los Angeles and not going out and like never going to a bar and never going to a restaurant. We weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So there was this whole like adjustment period that never happened for me as a woman where I went out and I like had a ring all of a sudden because I'm not trying to like sound conceited, but there was like a chapter of my life where I had a boyfriend, but people would come up to me and like they wouldn't know I had a boyfriend, you know, unless they asked. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden I have this ring. And when we got out to Chicago and we finally started going to bars, it was weird because people would look at my hand or they would make comments. Like I would just like start chatting with a guy and be like, hey, like, are you from here or whatever, like being friendly or like maybe I was trying to hook him up with like a girl in my group. And he'd be like, why are you talking to me? You're engaged. And I was like, whoa. Like I was just so not used to like people knowing I was taken because that was a thing for a long time. Like I had to mention like I had to drop like the boyfriend word or something like that. So there was definitely a difference between being engaged and dating like socially I'd say I feel like guys started treating me a little bit different, which is like a good thing, obviously. And then from an emotional level, I think we, I don't know, the commitment was just on a completely different level. Like at no point has there ever been an option. And I guess it was the same when we were dating, but at no point was there ever really an option that we would, wouldn't get through something or wouldn't make something work like the end goal was always like us being together. So for example, like when the Chicago move came up, we were four months engaged. Yeah. And it like there was not an option of like, oh, Austin, you're gonna stay in LA and like I'm gonna move to Chicago and we're just gonna like see what happens. It was like, okay, like we've made a commitment to each other. We're either both gonna stay in LA or we're both gonna stay in yeah. Are we going to both kind of move to Chicago and like do what's best for us? And we were already thinking like our marriage, like our relationship. So I feel like the commitment was definitely. Yeah. It was a, a lot different from when you moved to LA because that was already yeah. decided. Right. Whenever you. I moved to LA, I feel like it was more of a debate. Like, do you go? Do you not go? Yeah. And then when I got orders to Chicago or like was accepting orders to Chicago, it was like, no, we were, we're both going to do this together. Like no matter what. Yeah. It wasn't even like a question. So mm-hmm. I feel like the commitment was definitely a little bit different. Yeah. Which is good because, I mean, it's the base commitment of our life. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Otherwise, I feel like what we do, like, socially and whatnot hasn't changed that much. Like, we still, like, you'll still go out with, like, girls and, your, you know, your girlfriends. And I'll go out with, like, the guys. And I do feel like people treat me differently, we though. We still go out together. Yeah. I feel like I'm the, like, quote, the engaged one. I am. That's a thing. Like, is that not a thing for guys? Well, no one – I mean, you don't have a ring, so – yeah, no, but they know you're engaged. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean not really. Okay. I'm going to give this some context. Like I have a huge group of single friends and I just feel like my single friends tend to like not invite me to things just because when it's like if they're going out to like clubs or like late night stuff, 
at the end of the day, like I always have you, like, you know, you're my best friend. I spend all my time with you. So it's almost like assumed that, oh, she's like probably busy. She probably has plans with Austin. And like, don't forget about your friends who are like married slash engaged. Like we still want to go to brunch and like hang, you know? (laughs) So I feel like that was different because I was always used to being, I was single for so long and I was the one that was like in the thick of like the girl groups and now I'm the engaged one and I like don't quite get like invited as much to stuff because people like assume, I guess I'm always planning my wedding, which I kind of always am, but yeah, I mean, they're not wrong about that. And it just depends. It's different when like you're meeting new people in a new city or- you know, like all of our closest friends. Yeah, I'm not applying this to our closest friends. In Ohio, they're all engaged, engaged too. Right? Yeah. When you're meeting new people, it changes. So, all right, moving on. You running the podcast is like we're doing a study session, like chapter by chapter. All right, on to the next chapter. We got, it's here called we being are. efficient. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of stuff to get through here. Oh, boy. All right. So, Moving on. What criteria went into picking the bridal party? The bridal party. Dun, dun, dun. That was a little far from the light setup. <laughs> um, okay, so criteria. I would say I think you would agree. Let me know if you don't. But this was like our biggest debate early on in wedding planning. I mean, we must have gone back and forth for four to five months. And when I talk to other couples, I feel like this is kind of the same thing. But bridal party is tough because in what other circumstance in life are you essentially creating a MySpace top eight? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you have a MySpace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. If you didn't have a MySpace, like, you don't understand this pressure. But, like, if you had a MySpace, you only had eight, ten spots to, like, put your top friends in. And, like, if you cut someone out – because you bump someone in, like it was a whole thing. And like people would talk about it at lunch. And then people would like message you and be like, hey, like I saw I dropped from seven to eight. Like, is everything cool? Oh my God, the stress. And then you have to come up with something like, no, no, like I just like felt bad because like Katie should really be in mine. So, anyways, same sort of implication to bridal parties. It, like, how you have to yeah. pick through your friends, which it's you love. Than you think, definitely. Way harder. And you and I have this like amazing, amazing crew of friends. So, trying to figure out who to include and how not to hurt people's feelings. Like it was just really, really hard. And then I'll also say, and this is me being a little bit transparent, but whatever, that's what the pod is for. You really don't want to include people in your bridal party, but you can't see yourself being friends with forever. Like, yeah. I really think and that's an important thing. Like take a step back. Is this someone I am like literally five years from now, I'm going to be friends with because two years ago when we got engaged, I I don't I talked to different girls. Like, I mean, I definitely talked to the same girls, a lot of the same girls, but like the people I was talking to like a ton back then, like I don't talk to much anymore because we've moved two times. So you want to like fast forward and think, all right, five years from now, am I gonna look back in photos and be like, oh, I actually never, you know, I never really kept in touch with her or whatever. So I'd say that's one criteria is you and I, we try not to pick friends, like spur the moment friends. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, yeah. We did pretty good with with the criteria with that though. Like who, you know, like for me, two brothers. So that was- Well, okay. Yes. Obviously family was like a no brainer. And then we Mm. had our closest friends, like long-term best friends. Like you have 
you know, Zach, Johnny, Blake, all these people yeah. we've been friends with for 10 years plus, which makes sense, Rhodes, all that. And then I have Jackie, who I've been yeah. best friends with for 12 years. All of those are kind of like, duh. <laughs> yeah. But I think everything else, um, when it came down to the, like, the nitty gritty of who kind of made the final selections and who didn't, it was like – I think it was really cool that in my bridal party, I included people from almost every single season of my life or our relationship. Like, for example, two of my best girlfriends, Sam and Chelsea, you hadn't even met yet, which is kind of wild. The last time I saw them was in Iceland when you and I had started like talking. We weren't even officially dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I text them every day, every other day, but you hadn't like formally met them. So I think a lot of people might have been surprised that I included them because I I don't see them every day. But when I think about people who are kind of monumental in like my path, I was best friends with them before I moved to Ohio. My two best friends in San Diego. So like when I look at our bridal party, it's going to be really cool to like see different women from different chapters. And then I also have like Mariah kind of like pageant chapter of my life. And then I have my closest girlfriends from Ohio who are also like with your best friends. So I think for you, like think about Paul. Paul is like your oldest friend. You may not talk to him every single day, but he's really like, he was pivotal in like your childhood. Like I can't even think back to looking at photos of you from grade school where Paul's not in a single photo, you know? Yeah, definitely. Which that's kind of cool. Obviously a lot of that went in, but I feel like also the hardest part is like once you pick a number, you kind of want to both have the same amount, right? Yeah. It just makes it easier. Like, it, you know, if somebody has nine, somebody has 10, no big deal. But I feel like also for us, it was like, okay, we could either do like where we're at now, nine, or we could go all the way to 12. Yeah. And then you have those those people who are like, you know, I could make it 12. I definitely could. I have cl- other close friends I could have in there. It's like at the end of the day, like, do you tell them that they maybe would have made the cut if yeah, you went that kind of awkward that far up, or is that something you don't do because it's just water under the you know? Yeah, you're still close to them. Like it's not a big deal, but you also kind of want to be like, hey, like I would have loved to ha- have you in there if we it made sense. Yeah, I will also say two more things on the topic of bridal party. One, if it's like if you actually think you might ruin a relationship. Like someone would be that offended for like maybe you were in hers or maybe you are really close, but you know, you're just trying to like dwindle numbers, whatever. I would say if you think you're going to ruin the relationship, add them. Because at the end of the day, like that actually really does matter a lot to people. I've not made it in bridal parties and I was like totally fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, you know, that would have been cool, but it's fine. And I have made it into bridal parties. And I'm kind of like, really? <laughs> Like, it doesn't really matter. But if you think someone's going to be that upset about it, you're talking about the extra cost of, like, a bouquet. Yeah. It's really, like, to me, not monumental when it comes to, like, finances. You also have, like, you know, you have your, like, bachelor and bachelorette parties where, like, all those people are still going to be there. Like, you're going to have your closest friends there. Just at the end of the day, like you mentioned, it's tough because, you know, I had 16 guys, right, or 15 or 16 guys at my bachelor party. And I cut that. We get it, Austin. You're really popular. My last thing was if you're having a tough time figuring out who to put in, like I said, the five-year rule is good, like that forward five years, who you think would still be in your life. The other thing is like who you want to get ready with because I think that's something a lot of people forget. It's like not about just pictures and planning, but 
on your wedding day, that's who is with you, like leading up to those moments. So for a couple of my girlfriends, you know, I was like, oh, I could make it eight or I could make it 10. I'm like, I can't imagine not having them in the room with me like while I was getting ready on my wedding day. That just kind of seemed like weird to me. And I think sometimes people want to cut it down to like three or four. But that's kind of bummy because you all have all these amazing friends that you would like to include along in the process. So I don't know. I think it worked out. We have a really awesome bridal party. Yeah. You're going to be amazing. I can't wait to see who like gets along. I feel like they're all going to like really vibe. It's going to be, be fun. Good. It'll be a good crew. So, all right. Next. next uh, so we're going to switch it up a little bit. Skip a question or two. Maybe go back. Wow. <laughs> but all right. The top three things you're most excited for on the wedding day. Would like for you to answer these because if I say mine, you're literally just going to copy me. So can you please go first? Okay. So number one, levels, obviously. What about levels when it just drops at the reception? <laughs> and then uh, that'll be fun. But The older folks are over there like, Google levels. What does this mean? <laughs> so anyways, we'll start at the beginning. Number one is I think it's going to be awesome just to like have time in the morning with each party. Like you're going to be with your, your friends. I'm going to be with you know my guys and like getting ready and just ready for the day. Um, Number two, you know, the ceremony, obviously you could name like multiple things in there, but I think I'm most excited for you actually walking down the aisle. Yay. So that part. I was really hoping you would say that. Yeah. Levels, I hope I mean, you cry. It was tough featuring that. Austin has never cried in front of me <laughs> ever in our whole relationship I think I, I, you've never cried you there was one time you were telling me a story and there was like one single tear like a glistening tear that went down your cheek that was three years ago yeah, literally never since and we've been through so much and you like never never cried so is there anyways. a soul in there you're like the tin <laughs> <So> man <anyways. laughs> Uh, I can't wait. I want the waterworks, folks. It's my prediction. I would I would usually say the late night snacks because that's a big thing on the agenda is the late night snacks. But I think the third thing is just the, the reception, obviously. I think like just the dance floor. Music, dancing. I'm most pumped for that. Just getting everybody out on the dance floor together. Yeah. I agree. Okay. My top three. I'd say first, I'm super pumped in the morning, like getting ready with the girls. That's going to be cool. And I'm excited to have the moment with my mom where I like get into my wedding dress because like that, that really is like the only time the whole day where like Jackie's going to be in the room too, helping out. But the only time the entire day where I really get to have like time with my mom, that will be really special and cool. And then the second, well, and then like looped into that, I'm doing a first look with my dad, which would be really, really awesome. And my dad's going to cry like, you know, mountains and mountains of waterfall tears. And then sequentially, I'd say, obviously, going down the aisle. Pivot question. Do you think we're going to end up doing a first look or do you think we're going to do like the natural walking down the aisle? Because we've gone back and forth and now I'm back to saying no first look. You know that I le- left this up to you. Where is your heart like pulling you toward? Like, what do you think we're going to do? What do you envision? I feel like, so here's the thing is Kelly really wants me to like cry. Give me so. something. So she wants me to so she doesn't want to do the waterworks, folks. She doesn't want to do the first look because she thinks there's a better chance. I know that's literally, <laughs> literally. 
this is my thought. If we just save it for the big moment where I'm walking down the aisle, there's a greater chance that you're going to get emotional. I feel like at the end of the day, she's going to change her mind in the first look because she'll want the pictures. At a minimum, like a first touch. Oh, we're definitely doing a first touch. But I'm thinking like you can't – like you won't actually see me. I think lastly – I don't even know what part of the reception I'm most excited for. I can't even put my finger on it. I'm excited for the entire thing. Like having all of our people in the same space, like we have the time of our lives and we're just like out on a party bus on a Friday and there's 20 of us. Or if we're like at someone's house listening to good music, like dog days or whatever, like we're just all pumped. Imagine like a wedding with our favorite music, with our favorite people, just like living it up plus an open bar. Like that's just so fun. Yeah, it's I, I can't wait for the moment. Like I keep seeing this thing on Instagram. I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's like it talks about core memories and how you only have so many core memories. And I just want to be like in the moment, you know, because I feel like it's going to happen so fast and I can't wait. Maybe it's going to be during levels. I don't know. <laughs> levels is going to come on and I'm going to be like core memory and everyone around us is going to be like freaking out, jumping up and down. And my dad's going to hear levels for the first time and he's going to love <laughs> it. And his uniform, he's going to be like, you know, bumping his head and all that. Like it's just going to be a great moment. I'm wondering when that's going to be, but it's going to be super fun. Yes. One of the questions you asked was describe the vibe of the wedding, but I think we already talked about that. What's the vibe? <laughs> now we do, uh, you know, I'm big into my music. So levels is, a joke. I mean, it is on the list. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of good music that we play throughout, which I'm most I'm pumped for because I'm all about music. Anyways, all right. Which three things are we happy we splurged on the most? I think ours will be maybe a little different. You want to say mine first? No, I'll go first. That's fine. okay. Go ahead. Guys, I already got one idea on mine, and I'll forget it if we if I don't go first. But I think like this goes hand in hand. But like the open bar. But like upgrading mm-hmm. the bar. Oh, yeah, we did upgrade the bar. Extending it and then the food. Oh, yeah, we did extend it. The late <laughs> night snacks. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy we're splurged on the late night snacks. So you put late night snacks I know. That's why I thought you stole my list. Yeah. That's well, why I that's, wanted to go first. No, that's my thing. Okay. I'd say mine are yeah, Dawn, late night snacks. Side note about late night snacks. I'm super interested to see how it's executed because we've like diligently taken notes at weddings over the last like year and a half about like the timing of the late night snacks so austin like what would you describe as like the perfect timing for late night snacks and hopefully we follow suit but but we eat at like six six yeah. and six to seven so probably like 9 30 to 10 and why why would you say that because we did an intense study yeah. on this. and then you dance a lot so like you're you're building up and you're drinking a lot more so you kind of get like a little bit hungry and then it's not too late where like, you know, there's going to be people who are at the wedding who like maybe aren't normally going to stay out that late or maybe just don't feel like they want to stay that late. And if you bring out the late night stacks early enough, it'll give them more life. And we've been yeah, at weddings where we've left before they came out and we're like, dang, we wish we would have waited because we would have we stayed. stayed if we ate first yeah. and then. Yeah, I think that's where like the psychology behind the late night stacks really like got to us because in our diligent research, there was like one particular time where like, oh man, like we're getting so tired and there was coffee and cake, but like that was not doing it for us. Like we were already too tired by that point. And so we left and then we saw the late night snacks and we're like, dang, like if we got in this late late night snacks early enough, we would have partied for like two hours more. Plus that gives everyone like, if you do like 9.30, 10-ish, that's like, you know, two and a half hours after dinner, 
gives everybody uh, another like hour or two to party after they eat. That's what you want. Max partying. So I'd say late night slacks, on board with it, want to splurge. Two, what's the other thing? The decor. I did not expect to splurge on our decor and like flowers, but like as the process began, I was like, oh, minimal flowers, minimal decor. No one cares about the centerpieces and no one cares about the way like the room looks. But at the end of the day, like you don't want to look back and say, oh man, like I should have done blank. And as time went on, I was like, no, I actually really do want like nice flowers, like in centerpieces and stuff. Like I'm already paying like this much for flowers. I might as well pay like a little bit more and kind of highlight them. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing was, oh, the presidential suite at our yeah. hotel at the Meridian. There's only one in our hotel. And when we toured it, we were like, this is Chandler's room. We don't need all this space. And then as time went on, I was like, who am I yeah. kidding? I'm so extra. Give me the presidential suite. <laughs> I need it or else. Plus, we gives people a place to meet up. And then this isn't really like splurging, but the party bus, I think, is just a good add-on. Yeah. But not a splurge. That's a requirement. Um, yeah. Not really a splurge. That was like, we, we must have the party bus or else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A tribute to how we met, if you will. Oh, boy. All righty. Well... Quiz, wait, is this a quiz? No, are we done with the questions? Oh, I, didn't, I thought you skipped like three. No, the vibe, which we already know. And then, oh, okay, one more. Last question, then the quiz. Why did we like the Meridian as the venue? Why did we choose it? Well, I know why I chose it. I don't know <laughs> if you had any say in this. I think we wanted a place that was so short north in Columbus, one of our favorite spots. The most hopping spot. Yep, so it's kind of in the heart of that, like right where we used to go. So it gives guests obviously a place to go out and do whatever they want. But then I think for us, we just liked obviously the venue a lot, the location that it was in the heart of where uh, we used to hang out and meet and go out. And then, yeah, I think hotels, like it's a nice hotel, a little different, right? But it's always like just so convenient for guests to be able to, and us to like have a nice place to stay. And, you know, we really like the venue already we like the food that it comes with. I mean, that food's not super critical, but we like that. And then, yeah, just the hotel gives everybody an easy spot to like go crash or go back to their room if they need at any point. And, mm-hmm. you know, also gives the guests, like all your guests who are out of town, they all can stay in the same place, right? So, and they're kind of in and out and they can meet up and yeah. I concur with all of those mm-hmm. notes. And basically we're looking for like a central touch point for everyone to be at so people didn't have to like shuttle take buses you know to our venue in the middle of nowhere like it was it was all there in the mix and then like those who are coming out of town too are like right there in the heart of columbus which is also really nice plus modern vibe wanted that and then i feel like the meridian is like a secret gem of columbus i'd never been in there before we toured it and it's really like bang for your buck like it includes so much includes the bar includes the food includes chairs tables linens dance floor like all of it for like a really really good price so i'm really proud of us i feel like it was a really smart like financial decision to choose the the meridian because venues are so expensive like makes me nauseous expensive for a room so this was definitely i feel like really smart on our part and the vibe we're going for is it time for my quiz now 
Yeah, but it, we are, there's so many. You already the first look mm-hmm. we already answered. No, okay, those are not on. the quiz questions I want to ask you. Oh well, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm going rapid fire here. All right, let's do it. So, this is guess who the bride or groom? Get out of here. Okay, Austin, you are going to answer rapid fire. Whether it was me or you who did right. this. And I'm going to tell you if you're wrong. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Ready. Who initiated the first kiss? Me. That's super wrong. You're just, you don't want to admit it. I initiated the first kiss. Who apologizes after a fight? Me. Also, I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> I feel like I have to force you to apologize. It's pretty neutral. I know. I'm like, hey, if you just said you're sorry, that would go a long way. And you're like, oh, did I not say that already? And I was like, nope, not telepathic. Don't, don't uh, know that you're sorry. Who is the funny one? Me. All right, fine. I'll yeah. give you that. People call me quirky, though. Yeah, that's it. People don't call me funny. They call you goofy. Actually, no, they call you funny. So I know there was a submission in Austin's sixth grade yearbook where people submitted a bunch of words like to describe him, and out of like the twenty words, seventeen of them were funny. And I'm I thought really that funny was in person podcast. <laughs> I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, podcast. You like hide your goofiness. You get all like serious business on the pod. It's because like comedians, you know, like they have like facial expressions that go along and make them funny. That's why I'm funny. Can you just say that one more time? I just like they the like point. do facial expressions and stuff. Expressions. Yeah, like they do like gestures. And that's what makes him funny. And that's what makes you funny? Not yeah. the words you're saying? Look at any a bunch of famous memes. So you're saying that's why you're not funny on the podcast? I'm not as funny on the Because podcast. you can't be as expressive. Yeah, because you're expressive. So a uh, future in radio is not for you. No. We'll leave it to me. That's fine. All right. Who is more patient? <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Who is the better cook? Mm, we both Kelly. are terrible. <laughs> We're just, Kelly just does a lot more in the air fryer. Well... You're just like a lost puppy. I literally have to pay extra for HelloFresh because if we don't get HelloFresh, you don't know what to do. Once I'm on HelloFresh, I'm Chef Boyardee. You are. You're really good at following instructions on HelloFresh. In life, not not so good at following instructions. I'll tell you to do something and it doesn't get done. Kelly skips a lot of steps on HelloFresh. Because I'm not patient. That's why. Why does HelloFresh take an hour and a half? Like, Is there an expedited HelloFresh? Hello free? Like, I don't want this. Seriously. I want like a microwavable dinner that I can just pop in. Mm-hmm. All right. Who said I love you first? You. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes longer to get ready? Why is, that, why is that question even on there? I know. That's kind of a stupid question. So you, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of make sure the hair looks good. Who is grumpier in the morning? You. You. I'm usually up and at them. I'm up and at them and ready to go. And you are like, oh, I'm going to go on my phone and check sports. Like the gremlin or whatever. They like need food. Did you just call me the gremlin? (laughs) They need food. Wow. (laughs) Pre-wedding podcast and my fiance is calling me a gremlin. Like you need food or whatever or whatever they need. And then that's like you with coffee though. Yeah, don't talk to me if I have a Well, coffee. food too, though. I can't think of something I get more upset about, except for when you don't make me coffee. And you need food at all in the morning too. I don't even eat in like the morning. You get really I don't. Well, yeah, but you get grumpy when you're really hungry. I mean, I get grumpy when I'm hungry, but it's because I never eat during the day because I'm so busy. Almost got to keep. But when you there. don't, because we have a timer on our coffee pot, and you can set it in the morning, and that is a game changer. Like when you wake up and the coffee's already poured, and all you have to do, our coffee's already done, and all you have to do is pour it in your cup. 
done. Game over. One extra step you don't have to do. When our coffee's not made, I walk out. I'm just like, my whole mood changes. So that just really like changes the game for me. So that's the deal breaker. I guess I am a gremlin without my coffee. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you used the word gremlin. (laughs) Or like the Snickers commercial. You could be in that, but on the bad side. (laughs) Well, I hope you end this podcast with something <laughs> nice because all I'm hearing are negative things about me. You must really love being with me. Who is more stubborn? Uh, you. Honestly, strong disagree. You're a very stubborn person. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, I can't think of an example right now, but you are very, very stubborn. Okay. Who is the bigger baby when they're sick? Oh my gosh, you. No. Here's a quick story. I literally had COVID. COVID and I was working out with my trainer and I was like, wow, I am like really struggling. Like normally I'm like "Mm, pepping my step, let's go. But I'm in the middle of a workout and I'm like, oof, something doesn't feel right. Like I have no energy. And it was that day I went to go get tested. Boom, have COVID. You didn't even test positive, although we like 100% sure that you had it in bed four days, can't get up. And I'm like, in the middle of me having COVID, I was literally at the gym moving around. Like it's psychological for you. And you never even tested positive. So you may not even ever have it. You probably just had like placebo. Not a fever. You know, you didn't have a fever. You never had a fever. I had everything. No, you didn't. Everything under the sun. You had chills and like your body was hot, but that was it. But anytime you get a cold, like for example, come back from a bachelorette party, I was sick as a dog, didn't have COVID, (laughs) and I had to go to work. Worked four 12-hour days in a row, running around the universe. You teleworked, called in sick, took a sick day with the same thing as I did. Like If you literally got flu and medicine and you read all the symptoms on there, I had every single one. Doesn't matter. I had COVID and I still was working in up and out of, well, working from home, but still. Who is the messy one? You. In what way am I the messy one? I clean up after you all the time. It depends. So Kel doesn't like number the one activity when I come home is call, is, is picking up after Kel you. Kel doesn't like the dishes. All right, let's move. On. I hate the dishes, but that doesn't mean I'm messy. That means I'm gonna get around the dishes when I want to do the dishes. Ooh, who's the social butterfly? Pretty even. Tied. That's fine. Yeah, pretty much tied. Who spends the most money? Honestly, I think you do. <laughs> and I don't even know what you spend it on. Like, what do you spend your money on? I like look around. You haven't had bought new like t-shirts since I don't know 2007. Because I got nice t-shirts are tried and true. <laughs> and they're cozy. And somehow you don't have money. Like I don't know what you spend your money on. Me, I go shopping. Like I know what I spend my money. I have like tangible items that I spend my money on. Your money goes into the abyss. Like I do not know what you spend. <laughs> so I think it's you. So that's going to be a fun thing to figure out when we're married. Who loses their keys more? I don't really lose our keys. Unless it's in the bottom of Lake Michigan. Yeah. That was a sad day. Oof, TBT. Who eats the most junk food? You. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't just say you every single time. It's definitely you. Austin can crush like seven Reese's in one sitting. Yeah, I did have two right before the podcast. Yeah, and you offered me and I said no. Because hashtag wedding bod. Who's the better driver? 100% you. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't even drive. That's one of the best things about having a partner is like you'd never have to drive again. Yeah. And it's if amazing. Kelly drives, you're fearful for your life. <laughs> so I actually don't have a choice. 
Whatever. I grew up in Italy and in California and in D.C., so I was pretty much set up for failure. Who was the early word? Me. Yeah. Definitely me. Um, who falls asleep first watching TV? You. Me. Yeah. I just think it's so cozy. <laughs> and then so am I getting my magic spot and I'm just like, deet, fall asleep. Who mentioned marriage first? I don't know, actually. Mm. Probably you. <laughs> if I had to guess. Probably me. I'm trying to think. Like probably when you first brought me home to Toledo, I probably said something cute. Because that's when I knew I loved you and I wanted to be with you. Oh, yeah. Probably around then. But, all right. Last summation of our wedding this weekend. It's going to be exciting. And I can't believe after 18 months of planning, it's finally happening. I'm going to be sad that it's over. I think I'm going to have mixed feelings. I think I'm going to be sad it's over because it's just I've been a bride for such a long time now. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really excited to, like, move on other areas of our life yeah you know forever now we'll be husband and wife married wearing rings the whole thing sharing the same name on the mailbox and can focus on like other things besides just the wedding now so i think it'll be good yeah but i won't be a bride anymore (laughs) i love being a bride i have like 13 white dresses that i've worn for every single thing it's been amazing but now I'm just going to be Kelly Sabraki and I'm not going to be a bride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm excited. I swear. You'll see. All right. That's it. Anything else, Austin, for the pod? No. Final uh, pre-wedding pod. This is it. Nope. Next time we chat, post-wedding pod. Let's save it for the post-wedding. Post-wedding. We'll be giving you the dirty deets, the ins and the outs. Well, until next time, this is my last podcast is kelly hall amazing mm-hmm. next time it'll be good old kelly sabraki coming at you 2022 all right i love all you right. thanks for being on the pod babe as always all right happy wedding to us until next time guys this is kelly hall on misunderstood Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.